This NBA Western Conference win total edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Bet a hundred dollars at WinBet and get a hundred dollar free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Hey, this is John Sally, and you listen to SGPN. Let it ride. Everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean, second the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money, Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Dog. So laser focused. Back for a double header in the National Basketball Association. Sean. Yes. We are in the West. We are in the West. We got the Western Conference again. Taping both these on Monday. Getting you ready for the NBA kickoff. Going to be joined by some of the guys from the NBA game on podcast. Make sure you check out subscribe to that show. Tons of great information, tons of great picks, uh, tons of episodes too. The guys really go hard at it. And then uh, tomorrow college football picks, NFL picks. Then we got props and DFS <laughs> later on in the week. So much content, right? Well, and, and we may do DFS later in the week. Stay tuned. We'll okay. See. Yeah, we'll see. We will see. Stay tuned. Indeed. Hey, you know how we make it happen? Cause of win bet. Shout out to the great win bet sponsoring our show. And that's how you know win bet is a great company. They decided to sponsor the sports gambling podcast and the sports gambling podcast network. Again, bet $100, get a hundred dollar free bet. You can use that hundred dollar free bet on anything. It's really fun to just have that, have that free bet. Who doesn't want a free bet? And you got an opportunity to join the win bet biggest winners club. Whoever hits the biggest parlay odds wise also gets a $1,000 free bet. Are you kidding me? Oh Offer subject to change terms, conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Let's go, baby. Joining us from the NBA gambling podcast, you know him. Moonoff, the machine, Manji. What's up, Moonoff? Gentlemen, what's going on? Yeah, double header for the NBA season. Uh, excited to talk about the Western Conference. Uh, let's get to it. Let's it's get the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> let's get to the sequel as well. Joining us to help us break down these games, also from the NBA Gambling Podcast uh, and a ton of other shows on the network, Mr. Scott Rye Shell. What's happening, Scott? Oh, you're muted, Scott. Yeah, my bad. Uh, <laughs> nice to be here again. Uh, nice to see you guys. Uh, feels good to be called up in between double header games. So yes. looking forward to going through the uh, you know the win totals. And contractually obligated to point out, we do have a tennis gambling podcast hosted yes. by Scott. So please, if yes, you're not, sir. I mean, that's a degen sport. So let's, let's hardcore sure. degen, hardcore uh, ten, tennis is a fun uh, thing to bet on. I wish I knew more about it. <laughs> so I got to listen to tennis gambling podcast. All right, let's jump right in again. All these win totals come in courtesy of WinBet Sports slash WinBet. San Antonio Spurs win total set at twenty two and a half. I mean, Greg Popovich is telling me to be out on the team. 
I'm going to listen. I'm going to take the under. They are also <laughs> ahead of the curve when it comes to foreign players, AKA uh, saw this Wabanyama thing coming a, a long time ago and probably we're setting up Is the that tank. A tropical storm. <laughs> Wabanyama. It's, it's either a tropical storm, or a, flu. A, a strain of weed, a candy. It could really be a lot of things. Oh, that's what it was. The lady at the weed shop was trying to sell me some. <laughs> yeah. You some got Wabanyama. the Wabanyama. You feel like you're seven foot three and can hit any shot. You got the handle of Steph Curry. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, about weed. It's, I, I can't make a case for the over, so I'm on the under here. Uh, Spurs under 22 and a half. Moonoff, what do you got there? Yeah, this this team is going to be terrible. And you, like you mentioned, is Greg Popovich came out and said, "You should be <laughs> don't be stupid. Don't bet this team to win the championship." Yes. Uh, they're full. I mean, they already traded away. We talked about Dejounte Murray on the on the Eastern Conference uh, win totals pod. Um, they traded away the best player. Their next best player is probably Keldon Johnson. They did the same thing when they were trying to go out and get Tim Duncan. And um, I still can't figure out for the life of me why Co- Coach Popovich is still coaching this team. Maybe that they're thinking that they get uh, Victor Wambanyama. Uh, so under Spurs, keep it simple. Yep, Scott, how say you? Well, I'm gonna go with the under as well. I feel like when a coach actively tells you we're going to be terrible, you probably should not be taking the over. Uh, I also think, of course, they're going to sell at the deadline. We know that the Wembenyama sweepstakes is pretty large. You also have Scoot Henderson, who's also a very solid draft prospect as well. They're basically guaranteed to go one and two at this point. But the point is, San Antonio, since a lot of teams around the league are going to be trying to tank for this guy. I guarantee you San Antonio is going to do whatever it takes to finish with a top three odds pick in terms of the ping pong balls in order to actually get him. So do I think they could trade Pirtle potentially at the trade deadline? I could see that happening, but then they'll end up trading some other pieces. Definitely. So the Spurs are not going to be buying at the deadline. I'll tell you that much, but the team is easily going to be underdogs in virtually every game this season. I'm trying to think of what teams they'd even be favored against besides maybe a home game or two against like the Utah jazz maybe. But the point is they're going to be underdogs a lot. They should be. I'm going to go with the under. I think the team's going to be actively off. I mean, I, I just wonder what we would think if if Belichick told us not to bet on his team. Mm. <clears throat> this is like it's a he, Popovich is a serious man. <laughs> he I mean, is. he's gone to war with the NBA over uh, coaches' uh, decision and injury report designations. Why would he like unless he's playing the the most ruthless game of uh, we're going to be good? Uh, he's not going to try hard. Is this his last year too? Is this like a re- retirement tour where every team's going to gift them I, something? I, I think I think on the way out. I think it's one of those things. I think it depends on who they have. Maybe they want him to uh, coach up one Scoot or Wavanyama if they. Uh, and also, I don't want to like be be the guy who comes off being a little uh, against French people. But does France have a long history of producing great? NBA players because the I, my experience as a Knicks fan is that piece of shit point guard who had lots of length and no ability to actually play <laughs> basketball. So you're not a Nilakita guy. You're not. <laughs> well, a I mean, what about the all-time spur Tony Parker? I mean, it, uh, he's French, right? Is he? Yeah, was yeah, he French? French. I yeah, mean, not, French. Boris Diaw, but I mean, Rudy Gobert is a future Hall of Famer if you count that. So all right, there you go. I I looked up top players from France and Dominique Wilkins is the number one. What? Oh, nice. I didn't know he was from France. I was trying to figure out how he made the list. I don't know. Maybe he was born. I, yeah, greatest French basketball players. Uh, Dominique Wilson, number two after Tony Parker. What like he was born in Paris, France. I Learned no something idea. new every day. Kramer under, under. tank job right. is on. Easy enough. Houston Rockets twenty three and a half. Pretty low win total, but uh, they are a pretty bad team. Hey. I I'm kind <laughs> of. I, 
Now, Munoff. Tank uh, City, right? Some have said. Because some have called but Houston maybe Tank what they, City. Jabari Smith Jr. Uh, could be a nice steal for the draft. I think they may actually mess around and hit this over because it's that low, but I'll follow Munoff's lead. Munoff, what do you what do you take your what do you think of your Rockets? Uh, I'm gonna take the over. Uh, I think yeah. there's some great talent on on this team, right? Jalen Jalen Green's gonna take that next step uh, with Christian Wood out of the way. Uh, you talked about Jabari Smith; he's gonna be great for them on the defensive side. They just signed Kevin Porter Jr. to a contract extension. It is only a one year guaranteed deal, but it's it's him having to earn that contract if he's gonna be around for this Rockets team. And look, the surrounding pieces as well, Shane Goon. Uh, Eric Gordon still on his roster. I expect him to be traded at the trade deadline, but, uh, uh, Jay Tate, uh, Tari Easton, I think he's going to be a uh, big piece for this team going into the future. I, I could see this team winning 25 games. So I'm gonna go with the over on this team. Yeah. You made a bunch of good points. I'm glad I threw out the over there. Uh, Scott, I mean, we don't expect the Rockets to be good, but you don't have to be good necessarily to win 24 games. Uh, what's your take on this? I'm going to go with the over as well. I feel Ooh. like their win totals a bit too close to San Antonio. Yeah. When you look at the roster comparison and you realize Houston is significantly better than San Antonio, for example, I like the over because I think Jalen green's a really good player. I mentioned him potentially as a long shot to win most improved at 60 to one, which yeah. I think has some value to it. Was he a former number two pick? Yeah. Does it matter? Well, Morant won most improved. So I don't know if that actually matters anymore, but the point is I do think <laughs> green's a very good player. Uh, Porter jr. Was nice. Also, this team won't play any defense. That's going to be a serious problem, but that's why Jabari Smith might be a big piece for this team because he's very good defensively. And I agree about Eason. I think Eason's a very good rookie. I liked them at LSU. I think they got some talent, but I think at the end of the day, this team has enough shooting ability to beat some teams by scoring 130 in various games. I'll go with the over because I think that there's a lot of awful teams that are going to be actively tanking. A lot of Houston's really good players are very young. And I don't think they're going to end up pulling the trigger on benching them, pulling a thunder benching Shea for three months. I think they'll let the young guys play and they eventually find a way over. Also, if you're a coach, that's probably going to be let. I mean, aren't you coaching for a job? Isn't there something about, I, I, I've read that he might not have a job after this season. So why would he participate in the tank? Yeah. Uh, Kramer, over. are you on the over? Oh, come on. I'm not going to stand on an Island. This is the NBA. <laughs> I use other people's lasers here. Uh, next up, we got the Oklahoma City Thunder, of course. Chet Holmgren uh, out for the season. Who could have seen that coming? Uh, again, he's he's probably a little too. Look small. at all that a- athleticism. He <laughs> could dribble. He's long. He can shoot. He just he just looked like a twig out there. I I thought he was always. <laughs> it's it, physics. We studied this shit. Yeah, like these super lanky guys. Maybe it works out, and you fill out like Kevin you, Durant. But you have to look the like exception. the gods, like uh, Giannis or or Dwight Howard or LeBron James, to last in the NBA at that size. Yeah. See how I snuck Dwight Howard in there. <laughs> Living legend, Dwight <laughs> Howard. Uh, I'm on the under on OKC. Like they didn't, you know, they were probably thinking of trying to figure out how to tank anyway, and then Chet gets injured, and they're like, "Oh, great! Now we can do it, and no one will." Uh, It'll be no like two first us. round picks, the two first yeah, picks next exactly. year. Exactly. Oh. They're they're very process oriented over there in Oklahoma City. Uh, Moon off? Are you agreeing or disagreeing? Yeah, you got to take the under on the OKC uh, on the Thunder. I mean, look, the roster without Chad, I, I still don't think it's very good. Yeah, Josh Giddy, I think, is going to be a stat stuffer for this team. Shea is always in and out of the lineup. And again, if it gets to that point at the end of the year where they're 
close to getting the number or, you know, having one of the worst records, they're going to do it. And they have a whole bunch of draft capital as well. They, they, they know that they can, this is a year for them to go out and get that number one pick, right? If you get Victor or you get Scoot Henderson and you have Chet Holmgren coming back next to Josh Giddy, and who even knows if a team comes knocking at the door for Shea Gilch's Alexander, they're going to trade him away if they can as well. And the next season, you maybe get Victor, you get Chet back, and you have Ch- uh, Josh Giddy to start your roster off. Give me the under on the OKC Thunder. Scott? This one I'm really torn on because Ooh. this team should end up tanking in the second half of the year. They should, especially if Presti wants to get another potential unicorn with Wembenyama. The problem is I look at the overall roster for what's supposed to be a bottom feeder team. I think their core is not totally awful. I think that Shea's, of course, a very good player. Giddy's good. I think Dort's pretty good as well. And I think Trey Mann had some strides last year. I think he's a pretty good player as well. It's going to be tough because I just think Oklahoma's going to end up tanking once they're out of the playoff picture after the first couple months. So I think I'm going to lean to the under. I'm not going to bet this. There's no chance I bet it because I think this one could go either way. I'm just going to trust historical trends, which is Oklahoma City halfway through the year says, Shay, you know what? Why don't you just go on vacation for like three months? You know, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll resume next year. Maybe we'll have an actual playoff team. Just stay healthy. So I'll go with the under, but I think it's really, really tough to call. What if, uh, why not just get rid of the draft if you're the NBA? Players can sign to whatever team they want. There's still a salary cap. I mean, what's the point of the fucking draft? It's the same teams getting the high draft picks well, that are I, also I th- tanking everything. I think the lottery should just be completely. Why have a lottery? Well, I think you should do the Doesn't lottery. Work. You should do the lottery, but you shouldn't get more ping pong balls for being shittier. You're either in the playoffs or you're in the lottery, and that's it. I, f- I do like the uh, if you miss the playoffs, you play off for more balls. Maybe I I just yeah. This team has shown this is a perennial tank. This is a serial tanker right here. This franchise, the fact that they stole a basketball team from the city of Seattle only to, to do tank this, it, to drive it into the ground. Disgusting. It's like you steal a car from someone. You don't even, and you just keep crashing it into the scrapyard. Yeah. That's what they did. They stole a really beautiful, like custom, a custom classic like an off-road. Car. No, this was like a nice built hand, like monster truck that they took and scrapped for parts like fucking savages. Uh, Utah Jazz sitting at twenty four and a half. Obviously, uh, oh, I'm know. on the under. Just so okay, I, Sean's I, just filling. I, there. I just <laughs> filled you in on under there. Uh, Utah- if Moonoff and Scott agree, <laughs> then Ryan agrees. It's the flow chart. Uh, Utah Jazz sitting at twenty four and a half. I'm gonna get cute here and take the over. Oh. I know, oh. I know they've lost a lot of big name talent, but I would say they cleared <laughs> out a lot of drama. They still have a decent home court advantage. And I, I'm going to take the over here, 24 and a half. Scott, am I crazy? I'm not going to say you're crazy, but I disagree. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you that much. If I was going to pick crazy, a, if I was going yeah. to pick an awful team to be decent or surprise some people, maybe I'd pick Oklahoma City if I had to pick between the two of those. But yeah. I think you can tell a trend. There's going to be a lot of awful teams, especially in the Western Conference and Utah. After they traded everybody, they traded Mitchell. They traded Gobert. They're going to trade Clarkson. There's no point in keeping Clarkson for the entire season. I'm on true. the under. I just think this team's going to be a train wreck. Yeah. They also switched head coaches. Can their new coach actually coach? I don't know. We're going to find out. But All I think right. there's a lot of uncertainty with this team. It's mostly bad. Colin Sexton might end up chucking up 20 shots per game. We'll see what happens. But I'm on the under because you can tell just the vibe of the overall team and what Ainge is trying to do. They're trying to be awful. And I'm sure the players realize that as well. I think morale is going to be pretty low when they're 20 games under three months into the season. So I'm on the under. Moonoff, 
Uh, Scott's uh, Scott's getting me uh, back to the under. Are you co-signing the under here? <laughs> yeah, this is under all day. Um, new head coach, a uh, huge roster turnover. Like Scott said, uh, Jordan Clarkson will get traded. I I believe Mike Conley eventually would get traded. I know it's a hard contract to trade. I forgot to mention Boyan, by the way. He also got traded. Yeah, and when you're starting center, it's supposed to be Kelly Olynyk. No disrespect to Kelly Olynyk. Gonzaga but, legend Kelly Olynyk. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I just don't think that there's enough on this roster. I think there's so movable pieces. Rude, I think Rudy Gayle gets traded. Mike Conley, and we talked about um, Jordan Clarkson as well. New head coach, a lot of roster turnover, morale down. Like Scott said, give me the under. Yeah, like research flat earth is pointing out, it's Danny Ainge, right? Yeah. He's All gonna, right. He's, you guys are bullying me into the under. Ryan, hey, I you assume some, you're also you, on the you under. You want some breaks? I got some good breaks over here. I'll sell them <laughs> to you for a discount. That's what he's doing to our truck right now. Yeah. He's taking it apart and he's selling it for pennies on the dollar just to get some draft equity. Under. Sacramento Kings sitting at 33 and a half found this uh deep analytics Uh-oh. nugget. Uh, Kings were actually a pretty good team as far as like uh Pythag over performers. Whoa, and whoa. <laughs> in fact, Ryan, uh, the Kings were in the 75th percentile of Pythag over performers with a sub 75th percentile close game record teams like that are 21 and 10 to the over in their last 10 years about to suspend you from the NFL show for a week. <laughs> uh, give, drop the nerd. Yeah, yes. I'm a sports nerd. Nerd. <laughs> Give me the, give me the over on the Kings. They, they do have a fun team. I think they're, they're not interested in bottoming out and I don't think they're close enough to actually do it. So I'm going to, I'm going to take the over here. Moon off. You know, we did the early season preview for the Sacramento Kings. I know both Scott and I were down on the hire of Mike Brown, just because he's not a very good head coach, but I feel like some of the moves that they have made, it's like, what's the incentive for this team to lose, right? They, tr- they traded away uh, Tyrese Halliburton. They brought in some bonus. They have a great uh, rookie that they drafted in Keegan Murray, Yeah, which, you know, I think between the three of us thought it has the potential to be rookie of the year. You still have Harrison Barnes. You still have all-star point guard in Darren Fox. The bench looks great to me. They added Malik Monk, who can come score off the bench. Davion Mitchell out of Baylor is still there for this team. And Rashad Holmes to back up Demonis Sabonis as well. I think this is a team that can get into the play-in tournament as a a nine or ten seed. There, I th- I'm going to take the over on this uh, on this team. I, I like what I've seen from the preseason. I know it's the preseason, but I like what I've seen from this squad. I, I like the over uh, on their win total coming into this year. I think they can they can get to at least 35 to 37 wins here. Scott. I'm going to go with the over as well. Sean mentioned Pythagorean. They have a theorem named after him. So I'm going to go with the over on that one. Uh, They're pretty good at being not totally awful, but not good enough to make the playoffs. I think that's going to be this team. They might make the plan. As Munaf said, I don't think they're going to end up being in the final one through eight seating for the actual bracket. But I do think if you look at the overall roster, this team really doesn't have an incentive to tank. It was just mentioned by Munaf. You're looking around the league, a lot of young teams, a lot of teams that have incentive to bench their best players. You're paying Fox a lot of money. You're paying Sabonis a lot of money. You're paying Barnes an underrated amount of money. I don't think this team can actually afford to just actively punt for Wembanyama. So I do think they're going to end up trying more than teams down the stretch. And I do think if you want to talk about breaking a streak of playoff ineptitude or just not even making it that far, there's motivation there to actually try to surprise some people. I like the overall talent of this roster. Once again, I'm not picking them to make the playoffs. The play in. I could see it, 
but I think this team should end up winning around 35, 36 games. I think there's a number is just a little bit too low based on the veteran talent on this team, which I don't think they're going to end up trading. Plus one fifty five for them to make the playing tournament. Ooh, it's not bad. You Kramer, can, you can. Uh, I'm seeing that you can take uh, over three and a half game win streak for this team. Is that minus one thirty? Really? That, that you know, I'm not into the deep stuff, but it does. It does seem like this could be a team that you're looking to uh, take as a home dog against some of these West powerhouses. Dog. So I'm with Moonoff. I like that angle. Uh, if you really wanted to get crazy. I think their price to win the division is a hundred to one thousand thousand to one. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> that, that I'm not going to do, but I'm rooting for it. You know? Uh, yeah. I'm with them. Uh, over sounds great. I like this first uh, or second over. Let's go We're on pace. Six overs is the key. Hey, you don't list- have to be good. They just have to not be terrible in order to go over. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's low enough. Uh, obviously if you're listening to the win total uh, predictions podcast, you know how to bet over unders. You like betting over unders and you can do that over at no house advantage via their player prop DFS. It's very fun. Uh, you're just picking over under for some of your favorite player props. And then they have a confidence rating. You enter that into one of these big contests. You can win up to $250,000 in cold hard cash. Or if you just want to go head to head with the house, you can do that. If you go five and oh, you get 20 X your entry. And uh, not just the NBA, they also have NFL, MLB, PGA, MMA, even NASCAR. That's right, NASCAR player props. If that's not DGENs only, I don't know what is. All you got to do is head over to nohouseadvantage.com, use the promo code SGPN, or download the app uh, and get a first deposit match up to $25. That's nohouseadvantage.com, promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Babbel. That's right. Um, Again, I hated a Spanish class growing up in high school. The Spanish teacher was very mean. Um, she would insult me in Spanish and I wouldn't know what it meant. And I was very bummed out. I never looked forward to learning Spanish, but I've been traveling the to coast- stupido. Yeah. Stupido. Uh, I'm trying to think of the words I can say on air, but they, they were not good. I, I I've been traveling a bunch, go down to Costa Rica. It's awesome talking uh, to people in their native language and, and making that effort. And Again, I don't have a lot of time. I'm handicapping all different kinds of sports, but I I am uh, doing uh, some language learning with Babel. In fact, Mancanta Apostar, which is I love gambling. That's right. Learn that from Babel. Thank you, Babel. Again, they have videos, podcasts, games, uh, live classes, and they got a 20 day money back guarantee if you don't like it for whatever reason. But it's real quick. Uh, keeps you sharp and helps you learn a language. You're going to enjoy it. Head over to babble.com slash SGP. That's B A B B E L.com slash SGP. Save up to 55% off your subscription. Babble language for life. You know, they say ball is life, and that is totally true when it comes to these NBA win totals. Portland Trailblazers, Trailblazers, 39 and a half. I don't know. I, I mean, to me, I, I'm not. It, isn't that why you were just up in Oregon? You were checking out yes. camp. You were having having some conversations with the players, get, the coaches, getting the uh, yeah, putting the See putting the Dame's nose to the ground, fi- figuring out uh, what's happening up there in Portland. I mean, Dame is not a hundred percent to me. They're not as fun since they got rid of CJ McCollum. Oh yeah, I think they're a dark horse to be really bad this year. Uh, things could go off sideways. I mean. That whatever that core injury, abdomen, uh, ab injury he's dealing with, you could uh, you could reaggravate that pretty easily. Uh, I'm going to take the under on the Blazers, thirty nine and a half. But 
they're an interesting team. Munaf, what do you, what did, what's your take? Yeah, this is one of the teams that I was struggling with with the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, on paper, this roster looks capable. I think I'll put it that way. I mean, you saw Damian Lillard. Simon's going to take a step forward. They brought in Jeremy Grant. Uh, you know, they were in rumors going back all the way to last season. I'm trading for him, so they finally did it. They added Gary Payton, the Gary Payton the second from the Golden State Warriors, which is a move that I do like. But after that, there's a lot of question marks for this bench. So I think you're really relying on a lot of guys that are injury prone in the starting lineup, right? We Leonard finally broke down. He, 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 he got the surgery done that he needed for the abdomen. Like you mentioned, Josh Hart is always into that in and out of the lineup. Same thing with Nurkic, the starting center. He misses significant time and, and Jeremy Grant, another player that's injury prone as well. I'm going to lean towards the under in this, uh, on this win total. I, I, I just don't, I just don't like their, their bench here. And I know we talked about it on the Eastern conference win totals pod that Sometimes that is a tipping point for me. And when you have Nasir Litter and Trendon Watford and uh, Oliver Sar coming off the bench, I, I don't think that's enough for me to take an over for this team. And, I'm gonna, and I just don't think Chauncey Billings is a competent head coach either. So under for the uh, Portland Trailblazers for me. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, Billups, I, I don't know. I haven't seen anything from him yet. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the under there. Scott, what about you? So I'm going to go one step further. Uh, Sean called them a wild card to be bad or a dark horse candidate. I think they're just going to be bad. I don't think yeah. they're going to be a good team at all. I'm on the under and I didn't struggle with this at all. I was on the under on them last year. I wasn't a fan of their overall roster. I thought they trade some pieces. They did this year. You're looking at the core and Lillard played 29 games last year. And people think he's suddenly going to return to, you know, Dame time form. I don't, I'll wait and see about that one but you're looking at the rest of the actual roster. You have uh, just, you have Simons who played 57 games. He got hurt last year. Nurkic played 56 games last year. Jeremy Grant's had injury issues in the past. I don't trust this team to stay healthy. And I'm looking at the overall roster. Uh, Gary Payne in the second, good defensive player. The issue is he's the only good defensive player on the entire team. I don't think he's going to be able to make the team a good defensive unit by himself. Uh, and I don't think Billups can coach, or at least from what I've seen so far. I don't think he's a good coach. Give me the under. I do think this team is going to be a lot worse than people think, but I think they're going to be bad. I think they could potentially be a top 10 pick bad. I don't think they're going to be good at all. Wow. Okay. So I, I was, I was getting ready to you know, damn dog, dog, dog. The dog. So Chauncey Billups is just, we're, we're projecting just not a good coach. We're not, we're not excited about him going forward. That you, you guys, no. you know what? All no. right, let's go under. This is great. I like the workshopping that's going on here. It's lots of synergies being. It's good. like the group project where one guy does none of no. the work and we all get the same grade. Well, except for this one guy's uh, working the operations over here. So go fuck yourself. Also, laser focused <laughs> on the NFL. Thank you. Uh, Eleven and one NFL locks. Hell Thank yeah, you. let's go. Los Angeles Lakers, their win total sit at 45 and a half. To me, they haven't been the same since they got rid of uh, Alex Caruso, which is kind of a joke, but kind of not. Like they don't who's their who's the scrappy guy that's going to play defense for them? I LeBron. I guess. You're not, you're not an Austin Reeves guy as a scrappy, you know, you're not a Patrick Beverly guy uh, either. Well, no, maybe Beverly, Dog. but Beverly's already getting into it with Russell Westbrook in the preseason. Uh shout out to our uh guy who cuts clips for us, Adi, was it shared the video of Russell Westbrook and Patrick Beverly getting into it. And he goes, It's happening already. Uh Russ, I don't know what it, they're they're trying him out in the second unit. 
Obviously, he hurts the team more than he helps. You got Anthony Davis. Is he going to stay healthy? LeBron seems to be getting up there in age. How can many we, more years till his kids in the league and he can retire? Because that he wants to play I think one like, year. What, with two his more kid. years, maybe. I think two. I think two is the number. Yeah, we're gonna both see a, a decrepit old LeBron playing with his son, who probably isn't qualified to be in the league. <laughs> it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be a bad it's team. Be excellent. Uh, You're not a fan though of the idea of LeBron like blackmailing half the league to give his son a roster spot just so he'll sign with the team. You're not a fan of that. Strategy? Oh yeah, that is that is 100 happening. I, oh yeah, that's what I mean. But we, maybe we'll just get to the point where LeBron buys a franchise, renames yeah. them to the LeBrons. I wouldn't be surprised if um, Vegas well, gets in a, Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Vegas. Yeah. Vegas gets an NBA franchise and it's like him, Jay Z, and you know, Tiger Woods are like three Popovich. Popovich comes <laughs> as the coach, retirement. They just throw dump a bunch of money a la Gruden. Well, real quick, LeBron, like I know he didn't like Spolstra and, and at the time it was like, oh, he's just his video coordinator. Why is he a head coach? But couldn't you make a case that Spolstra was the best coach yeah. LeBron's had? By a mile. Or yeah. or Ty Lue. I, I think it's one of the two. Yeah, I'll probably Ty lean Spolstra, but I think it's somewhere between the two. Well, and, and Ty Lue again, but I in thought the he moment was, I thought Ty Lue was just a little man who was helping hold the towel for LeBron. So yeah, maybe kind of a joke, but Ty Lue's had good he's kind of a good he's, coach. Yeah, he's coached well after. So I definitely underrated Ty Lue. It's like the catcher thing. You're a backup point guard. It it does it would make sense that you're successful, but we also see them not be successful, yeah. right? Uh all right. Lakers forty five and a half. No, no, this is there's I, nothing to talk I'm, about. I'm I'm on the under here. Again, they've shown like well, they didn't make the playoffs last year, but they also don't seem to care about seeding. I just don't see how this team like everything clicks and they get fifty wins. Uh there's there's just so much that can go wrong for this team. Uh I'm on the under. What about you, Scott? You you on the over for the Lakers? Am I on the over? Hell no. In hey. fact, you mentioned that they uh didn't make the playoffs. They didn't make the play in. Yeah, so it was even worse than that. But no, I don't think there's anything to like about this team. And you're going through the actual roster. First of all, Westbrook, even if he hurts the team when he's healthy, he's also injured. He hurt his hamstring in the final preseason game. So I don't even know if he's going to be missing time or not. But to go through the actual games played, you had LeBron who played 56, which is not a lot. You had Davis who played 40, and you had Westbrook who played 78. I'll guarantee you that he's not playing 78 this season because he's going to no. get traded halfway through. Minimum. So I do think you're looking at an overall core, which is aging, relatively injury prone. And you're also looking at the bench. Do I like the moves that they made? I mean, I'm not a big Pat Bev guy. I think he's okay, but you're going down the line. Is Kendrick Nunn actually healthy for once? I don't know. Reeves is okay. They got Schroeder who got hurt, uh, but I think he's a decent bench guy. I think the roster itself looks like a pretty mediocre potential play in team, but probably on the outskirts. I don't see this team reaching 40. I really don't. I think that they <laughs> could, if Davis and LeBron stay healthy, but LeBron was known as being one of the most durable players of all time. Then he had a couple injuries and he really has missed like 20 plus games the last couple of years. So I don't trust him to stay healthy. They also have a brand new head coach with the team. I don't know if he can coach or not. We're going to find out if Ham's any good. But either way, I'm going to go with the under. There's a lot of good teams at the top of the Western Conference. I don't think the Lakers are better than like eight or nine of these teams. I'm going with the under. Yeah. Uh, great way to break it down. Moonoff, how about you? This roster outside of LeBron and Anthony Davis is absolutely atrocious. I mean, <laughs> they need they, Caruso. <laughs> I mean, that's maybe that's what it is, but. Look, they brought in Lonnie Walker. Okay. I mean, he, he's, he's, he's decent. I mean, he can get you a bucket, but just the riff on that, that they have to deal with, with, with Russell Westbrook. I think that's really what's going to 
be the determination of this team as well, right? Until they trade him, there was a lot of rumors in the offseason. We don't know what the motivation is for Russell Westbrook. And like Scott talked about, as durable that LeBron James has been throughout his career, he's starting to break down a little bit, right? And he's not forcing his, he's not rushing his, his way back to being on the court versus it was a different situation where he was with the Cleveland Cavaliers or the Miami heat. He wouldn't want to get it back on the court ASAP. Anthony Davis, another player that's injury prone in his first or last two seasons combined has only played 76 games for the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. He came out and said that he wants to play all 82 games. Bro, come out and tr- at least when uh, play sixty games for the uh, L.A. Lakers first and see what happens. So I want a couple mil. I want a couple million dollars. I don't know if that means I'm going to get it. You know, there's a couple <laughs> yes. of you know different. It, it, wanting doesn't mean anything. It's a question of his body can hold up or not, and I have my doubts. Yeah, so I'm going under. Short and sweet. I'm going under as well with the Lakers. Kramer, no reason to take the overs, right? I know you're a big Lakers guy. Uh, look, uh, it's a lot harder to want to play basketball every night when you're already a billionaire. You got you got the it's youth true. sports schedule. You got your kids playing games. I mean, I'm sure He's he wants to watch. He's a movie guy that. now too. I mean, as someone who is Space it, Jam three. I mean, head first dive into competitive youth sports. There's nothing better than getting into it with a ref and being yelled at. I mean, so I could <laughs> see why LeBron is enjoying the sideline. Yeah, I, I uh, there's zero chance we're taking the over here. Yeah, on the under here. New Orleans Pelicans. Win total sitting at 46 over on win bet. This is interesting because I like the Pelicans when they were when they didn't have Zion and they like they kind of formed a good team. And I don't know, they seem to really be like finding their stride there. CJ McCollum, uh, everyone else around them. But now you bring back Zion. Are they is Zion just gonna dominate the ball? And obviously he's very good, but I feel like that could kind of mess up the overall flow. Of this Pelicans team, Moonoff, I'll let you start on this one. Are you over or under on the Pelicans? Yeah, this is probably my favorite win total uh, in the entire NBA. Give me the really? Pelicans over. Yeah, okay. I, I took what? it at forty-four and a half. I took it at forty-five and a half, and I still like it at forty-six. So, uh, look, this team is coming off their first playoff ex- um, appearance since the 2017-2018 season, and that was without uh, Zion, like you mentioned, right? And despite them finishing with a record of 36 and 46, where they got into the play-in tournament last year, the Pelicans, they beat the Spurs, they beat the Clippers in that play-in tournament, and they were able to get that eighth seed. They traded for CJ McCollum, like you uh, talked about, and they created this new big three with Brandon Ingram, with CJ McCollum and the return of Zion. I understand your concern, Sean, about Zion coming back, but look, he looks like he's in shape. He looks like he's dropped weight. The contract situation is behind him. And we know that there's 29 other teams in the NBA that would have paid this guy the money that he wanted. The Pelicans were smart enough to do it. Um, the, so the scoring abilities of those three guys, but outside of that, I love the depth of this team. You talk about Herb Jones, Larry Nance, Jr. Jackson Hayes. Those guys are great rim protectors and defensive guys. Jose Alvarado gave all type of fits and everything that Chris Paul could handle last season uh, in the play in tournament and sorry, in the first round of the playoffs, they got a first round da- draft pick in Dyson Daniels. They have Trey Murphy. They have Devonte Graham off the bench. So this team really ch- attack, uh, sorry, checks all three boxes for me. When I'm looking at a team with guard play link defensive ability and their head coach, Willie green is, is coming from that Phoenix Suns Monty Williams tree, where I think he's going to be the guy for this team. We talked about with Pat Riley, that they're not a that Miami team. He the Miami Heat team is not afraid to go out and make a move if they need to. David Griffin, the general manager, I think is the same way. That if he thinks that there's a need for this team come trade deadline to make a move to catapult this team to being a top four team in the West, he's going to go out and do that. 
I love the over of 44 and a half, 46 wins for this team. I also took it all over of at least 50 wins for this team going into the season next year. So give me all day Pelicans over 46. Whew. Munoff is fired up on his pals. Scott, do you share his same level of optimism? So last year, my favorite win total was the Pelicans under. Yeah. And this year, my favorite win total is the Pelicans over because I think this team's going to be really, really good. And I know it kind of might get annoying for content purposes that I agree with everything Munaf just said, but I agree with everything Munaf just said. I just think this team on paper is really, really good. And I think if you want to talk about an underrated value play for a prop, I'm a big fan of Willie Green, twin coach of the year at about 15 to one. I think that they are going to be a really good team. And I think if you want to talk about the worst case scenario, let's say Zion plays 40 games. Let's give him half the season. Let's say he misses. I don't think this team's going to be that bad without him because we saw them give Phoenix a series run for their money without him for the entire playoffs anyway. But you look at Ingram, who definitely looked like he made a leap last year. McCollum definitely looks solid with that team. Valanchuna is still a good overall center. And they have good bench players. Herb Jones, phenomenal rookie last year. And he might be a candidate for maybe defensive player of the year. Alvarado is a very good bench player as well. Murphy's a good shooter off the bench. I like this overall team. And I think that when you talk about the flaws that this team has, or you try to you try to go around the league and try to point out flaws for every team, what's the flaw for this team besides Zion's health? Because I feel like from a bench perspective and an overall scoring ability, this team really can match up with a lot of teams very well. I'm going to go with the over. All right, you saw Willie me. Green, Coach of the Year. Ooh, fifteen to one. That's uh, yeah. I, I I heard you say that, and I'm not. Don't tell anyone, but I might be making. So I was again. I was fully prepared to come in here and say Zion's played 118 games uh, since 2018. Yeah, and I was just going to stop there and see what the next thing that was said <laughs> was. But we're all confident on his. You think he's like playing half the season is a very conservative estimation, Scott. Yeah, I think so. I know okay. that he kind of injured his. I, I think it was, his, was it his ankle in one of the preseason yeah, games? He wasn't serious. Yeah. He's fine. But the Jesus point is, Christ. I, I, saw, I hear. I saw I, it. But what? Everyone in the NBA betting community is doing the same thing with this team. Uh, again, didn't do a ton of prep here, obviously, mm. but I didn't see a ton. You know what? I'm zagging. Give me wow. the under. That, oh, no. Give me the under. I'll still play that coach of the year as a hedge. I like that. I like Scott's good with <laughs> well, the Scott, with those Scott again, who uh, insisted I bet Monty Williams uh, coach of the year, even at the price of, I think when we were talking <laughs> about it in Vegas, it was, it was down to three to one. You're like, there's no way it doesn't happen. Monty Williams coach of the year. Great All call. Right. Willie green coach of the year. Down. Memphis Grizzlies 48 and a half is the win total. Uh, interesting note on the Grizz last year, dominant ATS 52 and 30. They're also playing the third easiest schedule this season based on their opponents mm. uh, win total, which we always like to look at in the NFL. And maybe this applies here as well. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go under here though. Even, even though I mentioned they were good ATS uh, I just think the West is top heavy and I like a couple of these other Western conference teams a little bit more than Memphis. And if I'm going in on riding with the Pell train with Scott and Moonoff, I feel like I kind of have to go under here because mm, of some of the teams I like uh, above them in win total. So I'm going under. Uh, what about you, Scott? Where are you at with the Grizz? So for this one, it's not definitely an easy pick one way or another. I'm actually going to go with the over. The Jaron Jackson injury kind of throws a wrinkle into everything because he's such a good defensive player for this team. And you could argue that the numbers without Ja might have been a bit fluky because they were so good when he got hurt. 
But I like this Grizzlies team from a depth perspective. I think that their overall talent is extremely high. Bain was phenomenal last year. Ja, we know when healthy, he's an incredible point guard. And I'm looking at the overall roster. I like the depth. I like the overall just coaching. I think that they're a solid overall team. I think that if you want to talk about a team that could be motivated from Golden State's title, if you want to go with the cheesy angle, you could pick the Grizzlies because it seems like they've tried to be Golden State's rival and how they constantly claim they're in Golden State's head and Golden State doesn't care because they want a title. But the Grizzlies might look at this and say, if these, you know, these bastards want a title, we can win a title too. So let's go win one. I think you could argue they have a chip on their shoulder after how the playoffs completely unraveled for them against Golden State. I'm on the over. I think this team will probably end up winning 50. I just think that they started building something the last couple of years. And I think that Ja, as he continues to become a top five, top 10 player in the league, if he stays healthy, which I know is an if, but still, I think this team's really good. I'm going to go with the over. I think they'll win 50. Hmm. Munaf, where are you at? Yeah, th- this number seems spot on at 48 yeah. and a half. This mm-hmm. team certainly has the potential to win 50 games. I mean, they overachieved last year winning 56 games. And a lot of that was, you know, with John Moran missing time and, and triple J as well. And again, they're going to be without triple J uh, till at least December is what the reports are saying. I, yeah, I'm going to go with the over, like, like Scott said, I think this team has that it factor. They're going to be building off of that loss against the golden state warriors. But if Morant was playing that series, it would have been a completely different series. Maybe Memphis would have won that series with John Moran out there. So I like the head coach as well. Taylor Jenkins. I think Brandon Clark is going to take a next step forward for this roster as well in that front court. I'll, I'll go with the over. I think this is a 50 win team. I mean, they won 56 games last year. Unless you think they were just super, super lucky. Well, to Scott's point, I think the the stuff of without John Morant was kind of a fluke. And and I think it's more just about for me, the under is that the rest of the, the top heavy end of the West got better. All right. I'll you know what? I I'll go with you again. I I'm because we're about to pile up some overs, so because yeah, you're sitting at two overs right I, now. Ryan. I'd hate that I disagreed with Moon off and Scott twice. I feel like <laughs> when we look back, so at wait, this, you're on over or under? Under. Okay. When we look at back at this, and I have two these two wrong, <laughs> no one to blame but myself. Look in the mirror, Ryan. Uh, Dallas Mavs sitting at forty eight and a half. To me, this is a team that's kind of getting uh, overlooked a little bit, lost in the shuffle because of the West uh, being super competitive. I mean. Luca is plus four twenty five right now over on WinBet to win MVP, uh, and I, I loved kind of what we saw out of them in the playoffs. Uh, moving on there, he won me a ton of money in Vegas. I, I I like this Mavs team. I'm taking the over. It's it's simple for me, but I think they they got a nice boost of confidence in the playoffs, and they're going to ride that momentum. So give me the Mavericks over forty eight and a half. Moon off. I'll say you. Yeah, I remember sitting there sweating with you with the first oh, quarter yes. for the Dallas Mavericks for <laughs> for us to catch some parlays there. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a little contrarian. I know I, I think when I was on the pod with McKee, I said I like the Dallas over. Uh, I'm gonna go under. I think that you're adding in Christian Wood. You also added JaVel McGee. Well, was an area that this team needed to make some adjustments, and I, I'm not sure that Christian Wood is a guy that buys in on the defensive end of the basketball. Because I saw it when he was with, with with the Houston Rockets, and I know they also said that they're going to bring him off the bench, but I know that he's going to throw a fit and want to be in that starting lineup. But I, I think there may be some growing pains, um, especially without another 
primary ball handler like they had with Jalen Brunson. Um, I don't think there's another guy on this roster that can do that right now. They do get Tim Hardaway Jr. back as well. Uh, but as I say, Luca does go down for with an ankle injury or a back injury or a knee injury for two to four weeks. I don't think there's enough for them to compensate for that um, for this Dallas Mavericks team. So I think they hover around 46 to 47 wins and 48 and a half. I'll take the under hmm. Scott. How say you? I'm a kind of annoyed Munaf ended up flipping because I like the under and I kind of want to disagree <laughs> about something. But I think Brunson leaving was huge for this team. And a big reason is what Munaf just said. If Doncic gets hurt, we saw that in the playoffs. Brunson mm-hmm. scored 40 and change in a game and he helped them have a series lead by the time that Doncic came back. But I'm looking at this overall roster and yes, I know they are the ultimate live by the three, die by the three team. It's what they yeah. do. They'll check up threes pretty much in every possession. But I'm looking at their overall starting lineup, and Dimwitty is going to have a bigger role. And I think he's a good player, but I think he's better as kind of a sixth man. But now Wood is supposed to be the sixth man, so I'm not sure how that rotation is going to work out. I just think that after losing one of your biggest ball handlers and one of your best overall players, there's going to be growing pains early on to try to find some chemistry. And you might have had Dimwitty in one specific role. Now he's going to have to play a different role. You have Christian Wood who's in there. I know that Munaf watched him a lot more than I did because he played for the Rockets, but I always thought Wood was a pretty good stat sheet player. But if you watched him play, I don't think he's actually a very good winning basketball player. I just think that there's a lot of flaws with this team. And if you're going to rely solely on three-point shooting, it means you're very volatile. I'm going to go with the under. Ryan, I'm going head to head with the experts, staring them down. Not me. I would say I would say Mark Cuban also not afraid to to spend money and and go after. I think he likes Luca a lot, and I think whatever he has to do to get it done, trade deadline. You don't think think they're tired from last year? Luca's tired. He's playing. He's playing in in something before the season too. Yeah, well, that's good. That means he's in basketball shape this Yeah, he's coming yeah. into shape at least this year. He was out of shape last year. Is it a year. positive or a negative though? I would view it as a positive. If but he's I'm a guy that he them. can't play more than sixty-five games a year, as is, is that he's putting some? I, I don't know. I would be. I, I I see a lot of people using it as a he's going to be in shape angle, but uh, to me, if if you're a guy that breaks down and it's back stuff, having a bunch of extra miles before the season even starts seems like you're going to maybe even do do a little bit more load management under I'm with Scott moon off baby. All right. Hey, we got a handful of win totals left. And of course the lock segment, everyone's favorite, but my lock when it comes to cutting the cord is of course, Fubo TV. That is right. You can get hundreds of channels, live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. You don't need cable or a satellite dish to watch the NFL red zone or college football or pro football. You can get it all over on Fubo TV, no commitment, no contract. You can cancel anytime. You don't need to, you know, you don't need to ask your landlord. Hey, can I get Fubo TV? They want to drill a dish onto the side of the building. Don't have to do that with Fubo. Fubo TV is free for seven days and you get 15% off your first month. Just go to Fubo TV.com slash SGP. That's F U B O TV.com slash S G P. We're also brought to you by odds trader. Perfect uh, spot to again, compare all the major sports books, find the best signup codes and promos, uh, find the best player stats, uh, injury reports, projected game day, weather, whatever it is you need to bet odds trader has you covered. All you got to do is go to odds trader.com slash blue wire. That's O D D S trader.com slash blue wire to get started today. 
Odds Trader, the number one site for all your game day bets. And we're back talking about the Minnesota Timberwolves. 49 and a half is the win total. <sighs> Just throw out my lifelong do not bet on list anymore. Well, and to me, they s- smell of the super team assemble. Um, I'm, I, you know, uh, I've lost money betting on the, I mean, back, back when I cared a lot more about the NBA oh, over, over, over loss, loss, loss. I just, the, the T wolves are great emotional. at uh, giving you a ton of false hope and uh, found this nugget teams that have won 45 to 50 games oh. and then had a win total of 49 and a half or more the following season, 10, four and one to the under in those last 10 seasons. I don't know. There's just something that smells about the chemistry of this team. I'm going to go out on a, I feel like some people are probably going to be high on them, but I, I'm going to take an under. What about you, Scott T wolves? I'm on the under. Yeah. I think that as you said a second ago, chemistry is going to be an issue. It's also spacing. Yeah. Like, the NBA has gotten further and further away from the basket and you have basically the uh, abolition of the power forward position is pretty much a small forwards that are playing power forward. Now you have two seven footers, which I don't think is going to work. And I'm trying to think of what they're going to do offensively because Gobert we know is mostly a rim runner who sets screens. He's got really no offensive talent besides dunks. And is Towns going to be a three point exclusive player because Gobert is going to be taking up space in the paint? I think the spacing is completely shot. D'Angelo Russell also wants to shoot all the time. So does Edwards. There's only one basketball. I see a lot of issues with this team. And they also traded a King's ransom to get Gobert, including a lot of their bench. And I liked their bench last year. So I think that there's going to be a lot of issues with this team. I'm going with the under. I think that this team is going to be a super team common theme. You're going to hear a lot about people liking what they're doing. They're zagging with a lot of tall players. I think cat's also a bit soft. Yes. Going to be honest. I'm going with the under. I think that this team has a lot of concerns that not enough people are talking about. A pussy cat, one might say. <laughs> Meow. Uh, Moonoff. Are you? Is he a big cat or is he a pussy cat? What are we looking at? Yeah, pussy cat for sure. Uh, <laughs> or a big pussy. Yeah, there's yeah. well, <laughs> big pussy was a rat. He swims with the fishes. What do you? I mean, he goes home to Jordan Woods every night, so I don't know if he can. He's doing you know, all right for himself. Yeah, he's doing all right. Um, I agree with the the one handicap that that Scott just gave is that they they gave up a ton to get Rudy Gobert. And I'm talking about their bench specifically, because if you take a look at their projected bench right now, it's, it's slow-mo Kyle Anderson. It's Nas Reed. It's Turian Prince, Jordan McLaughlin and uh, Jalen Noel. Um, That doesn't excite me. If I'm a Minnesota Timberwolves fan, I think there's going to be some growing pains within this offense, especially like Scott said with two seven footers, we know cat likes to make the, or shoot the jump shots and, and take the three point shots. But we saw it in Utah that sometimes the offense takes a step back and slows down a little bit with Rudy Gobert on the floor. He's more of a lob threat. I understand that they brought him in for defensive purposes, but I think there's going to be growing pains early on in the season. I, I I'm going with the under. I don't think this is the 51 team in the Western conference this season, at least. Kramer, are you going to go out on edge? It seemed like you were oh, already yeah. saying you, under. You, I mean, I have a couple angles here. First of all, hopefully Rudy Gobert and Kirk Cousins never meet because Rudy <laughs> Gobert has no sense of how gross his germs are <laughs> touching everything. Don't t- get don't get inside the plexiglass. <laughs> I told you this is an under team for me. I got too many times I emotionally was some for some reason rooting for this team, and I like the way Scott broke it down. Like I don't quite understand why you would want to have Rudy Gobert on your team. 
both because he's gross and his his just generally what he does. Well, to and team. even there was even rumors that like the uh, the owner after the trade after like they got a ton. What of do you mean for, he can't shoot? Well, <laughs> they got in a ton of heat, and he he was like asking people close to him like, "Do we fuck this trade up?" Yeah. So that to me is already a red flag that uh, things might not be as harmonious as one may suspect. Denver Nuggets forty nine and a half. I know. Uh, Zach from the NBA show is always big on his nuggets. Big Joker fan. I'm a little annoyed. Joker won MVP. I, I get the case over Embiid, but uh, 49 and a half win team. A moon off. Are they a 50 win team this season? I think this team has the potential to be the number one seed in the Western Conference. Nice. They had 48 wins last year, and that was without their second and third best player. We know Jamal Murray missed the entire season last year with a torn ACL he was recovering from. Michael Porter Jr. Uh, played up until I believe about November, only played in nine games. And all the pressure was on Jokic, the Joker, to carry this team. And he did that very successfully, guiding this team to 48 wins. If you're getting your second and third best players back, and you're telling me that it's only an improvement by one and a half uh, projections on the win total, I think that's completely wrong. Um, I watched this team in the preseason. They look good. Jamal Murray, I know, is going to slowly work his way back, but having him back on the floor, him and the him and Joker, the chemistry that they've developed over the past several seasons, I think that's going to have success. You have another season with Aaron Gordon under Mike Malone's system. You went out and traded for KCP, uh, a three and D guy that can knock down that three point shot and play some defense for you. My biggest thing, and Scott knows this. Will Barton no longer on this team. I think that's an automatic <laughs> upgrade for this Denver Nuggets team. I love this as my second uh, best bet for the uh, win total in the NBA. Denver Nuggets over. Uh, I think this is a team that's going to have 52, 53 wins, possibly be the number one seed in the Western Conference. Mm. Yeah, to me, it was just love like, it. hey, you know, they're getting healthy again, and Joker is still playing at a really high level. And they have the home court advantage, high elevation. Always yeah, love them. Love so the elevation. Yeah, uh, I'm on the over. Scott, too. are can you make a case for the under here, or are you on the over as well? You can make a case, but I'm not going to do it. I'm on the over for this one. Let's go. Uh, I think a, I think an underrated factor is also how bad their division is. Yeah. So we're all low on Minnesota. The rest of their division is Portland. None of us like Oklahoma City. Might be tanking, and Utah. You can argue besides Denver, it's the worst division in the entire league because we're a little bit low on Minnesota. I think they have a lot of free wins in that division. And you're looking at Jokic leading this team to 48 wins last year. Their second leading score was Aaron Gordon, and they won 48 games. It's almost impossible. I'm going with the over because I think that Jamal Murray is a really good point guard. He looked pretty good in limited action in preseason. I'm not sure how long it's going to take him to fully get back, but the point is he's still a massive upgrade. I also am not sure how many games Michael Porter Jr. is going to play. But it should be more than nine, which helps. But I think the most underrated signing actually took place in Denver. They signed Bruce Brown yeah. to a very cheap contract. Yeah. If you want to talk about getting a replacement for Barton and for some of the other guys, they ended up replacing Barton with either KCP or Bruce Brown. So defensively, they should be better because Bar Barton was never really a great defensive player. And he's also a ball hog for a role player. So I think that the ball movement will be better. I think Bruce Brown's a very good and versatile player who could give you a kind of unique lineups there with the bench unit. I like the over. I think Jokic is a phenomenal player. And I think that you'll get the overall supporting cast. It's a lot better than last year's. Give me the over. I think this team will probably win 54, something like that. Like it. Phoenix Suns. Oh, you're just assuming I'm oh, taking sorry, the over. Ryan. Over <laughs> minus one forty five for the division. Based oh. on what these these yeah, fine gentlemen great, were pointing out. Yeah. Uh 
A lot of trash in there. I like that one. I'm on two division winners now. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> uh, Phoenix Suns are 51 and a half. I, I mean, there's, you know. They, oh yeah. What are you on the under? Oh or? yeah. No. See, I, I'm on the over just because. Chris Paul's still on the team, right? Chris Paul's still on the team. Uh, it's obvious not everyone on the team likes Chris Paul. There's obviously the weirdness between like getting rid of Aiton, not getting rid of him. The 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 weirdness of him. What was it? It was Aiton that he wasn't talking to, right? Uh, yeah. Monty Williams. Mm. So there's yeah. there's tons of weirdness, but also this team won 64 games in the regular season last year. So to me, at 51 and a half, all the regression and reasons to be on the under on the Suns is priced into the into the total here, 51 and a half. So I'm going to take the uh, over. 51 and a half. I think I still think it's too low. I mean, obviously Chris Paul, him staying healthy is always is could be dicey this as he gets older here, but 51 and a half feels a little too low. Scott, you were all over Monty Williams last year, coach of the year. What do you think of the Suns this year? So even though I do agree that it seems like the chemistry issues or whatever's going on there is factored in because their win totals about 13 less than the amount of games actually won last year. It might be a trap, but I'm going to take it. I'm going to go with the under. Mm. I think there's really a lot of problems with this team under the surface. And Chris Paul in the playoffs, I'm not sure what exactly happened there. There are rumors he was injured. There's rumors he maybe even had COVID and people weren't exactly talking about it. There's a lot of conspiracy theories out there on why he completely vanished in that Dallas series. But it was the fact they quit on their home floor in game seven. And the fact that Monty Williams has not talked to Aiden allegedly since game seven which I find absolutely absurd, but there's just a lot of just distractions going on. Jay Crowder demanded a trade. I'm not saying Crowder's a great player, but the point is it seems like there's a lot of just random nonsense going on with this team. And usually when you have a lot of off the court distractions and the entire off season just seems like a soap opera. Usually I take the under because I really question if this team's chemistry is as good as people think. I really think the game seven just, not even a loss, the destruction in that game really just knocked the wind out of their sails. I'm going to go with the under. I think that this team, if it goes over, would it shock me? No, because they're still a good team on paper, but I got a lot of chemistry questions with this team. I'm going to go with the under. Do we remember how the, how the Clippers did the season that the owner had to sell the team? Well, he had, uh, that was middle of the playoffs. So Sterling sold oh, the so team. I think they won around and they lost after that. I don't remember how they did after similar that. vibes here, right? With yeah. the owner, I, I don't know. Oh uh, yeah, you're right. They, they seem to. They I, I didn't even mention the owner. Yeah. That's a whole separate soap opera thing. Thank well, you for bringing that up. You so, know, yeah, there's a, a lot of red flags going on right now. I'm gonna pass. I'm going with the under. You know, I'm a narrative guy. I mean, I, I think anytime the owner comes out and you know, pr- probably a, a racist dude. Yeah, it certainly seemed. Maybe, I didn't dig too deep, but it looked like a lot that, of uh, bad. Did you galvanize the team because the guy is going to be forced to sell, or do you say F- I don't want to play for this guy? Fuck you. Well, forced I, to it, sell means he's still there, though. He yeah. hasn't sold the team yet, so I'm not sure if they're going to see him in the building or not. It's a, it's a weird is, thing to handicap. Yeah, it it's it's the point is there's a lot of of other variables at play, and none of them are good for what happened the last like three four months. So I'm going to lean under. Yeah. Yeah. Plus what I said about team uh, over 50 win total teams, just in general, it's a smart idea. If you don't have a strong reason to fade it, but I mean, in this case, it does seem like there are non basketball things that might be discussed during a season, which generally these, these basketball teams, Sean, they're fragile, they're fragile and they're fickle. 
and a little bit of shaking up in the snow globe can cause some problems under. Sorry, Phoenix. Sorry, Ryan McKee. Rich fat baby. What about you, Moonoff? Break the tie or create a tie uh, by going two and two. I guess I guess it's not really a tie situation. Either way, what's your take on the Suns? Like on paper, when you still have Chris Paul on this roster, you always have a chance, you know, to be one of the better teams in the in the conference alone, not on the NBA, right? But look, they won sixty four last year. The previous year, I think they won somewhere in the range of fifty five. I want to say um, the core is still intact. <sighs> I don't know, man. I think this number is still too low for this team. <sighs> Gun we to my disagree, head. We disagree on something. Let's yeah, go. <laughs> I gotta go with okay. the over. I, I still think that you know you still have Devin Booker. You still have Mikael Bridges. Um, it's got both Scott and I are still waiting for them to go out and get another piece off their bench. We talked about this at volumes last season. Eric maybe Gordon's still a, sitting there. Yeah, still sitting maybe, there. <laughs> Eric Gordon's still sitting there. Terrence Ross still sitting there. Maybe this is a season to finally go out and do it. I think they get it together as the season progresses. Uh, Monty Williams, again, coach of the year. He's still a great head coach. You still have Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Mikael Bridges. Eight is back. Uh, whether he wants to be there or not, it's a separate story. I, I still think there's enough for them to get at least 52 to 53 wins here. Golden State Warriors sitting at 51 and a half. Obviously, pretty high there. I'm going to take the. I'm sorry. Hold on. I'm reading this report. He exposed his genital to a male employee who was on his knees. Wait, now, what? The <laughs> the son's owner? Yeah, we we're, yeah. we. Oh wow. We, we might need a deep dive on the. Uh, I I I really didn't go that deep into the story. It wasn't just racist stuff. He's also. Oh no! Taking, like he he checked off all the red flag, like bing, <laughs> the bingo card. He had the racist slurs. He had some workplace sexual harassment stuff. Yeah, he kind of checked a lot of the negative boxes. Sounds like he just went to work, took his pants off, and said, "I own all you bitches." Well, and threw a couple of slurs in there when his pants. Yeah, yeah. on the way out. Jeez. All right. Uh, <laughs> Fading that. Not I'm not taking the over on that. Me and Scott are gonna go against <laughs> yes, that. Yes, my over is not in support of their ownership, to be clear. Uh Golden State Warriors, their win total set at 51 and a half. Uh TMZ take here, but uh under championship hangover. This team, you know, they're they're not super motivated to dominate the regular season. They're gonna be fine resting guys, and yeah, these teams, they're not like in as long as they get in the top four. Of the uh, playoff seating, I think they're they they feel fine with that, and yeah, I'm gonna take the under 51 and a half. Throw in like the Jordan Pool getting punched by uh, Draymond and Draymond apologizing to him and his family. Uh, the fact that that kind of got leaked out of the locker room that that can't be great. So I'll take the under 51 and a half. Uh, Moon off. Where are you at with the uh, Warriors this year? Yeah, I can't take an under on this team. I mean, when you still have Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, who's just looked absolutely ridiculous in the pre- uh, preseason, just secure the contract extension. Andrew Wiggins also contract extension, which means this is probably the last year, uh, maybe last year or two for Draymond Green for this um, Golden State Warriors team. But look, they get James Wiseman back as well. He missed the entire season last year to anchor that front court. Kevon Looney is still there as a backup point guard. They're they're young pieces. Uh, Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga. Uh, this is a solid roster. Steve Kerr obviously is still the head coach of this team. Sure, I, I we just read that maybe the stars aren't ready to play thirty plus minutes a night, but this team can just turn it up and blow teams out within three quarters on any given night, just because just the pure pure firepower they have on offense. I think the Jordan Poole and the Draymond Green thing is behind them. 
I'm going to go with the over. I, I can't take an under with this Golden State Warriors team. I wonder why he had to apologize to his family too. Because <laughs> they had to see it, I guess. Uh, Scott, where are you at? I'm on the over. Uh, yeah. I, I understand the championship hangover aspect and the fact that Draymond has a pretty mean right hook. We're giving props on that. Good technique for his all, <laughs> all his body weight in it. But I'm going with the over. This team on paper is so damn good. <laughs> and I feel like people can talk about the fact that Wiseman didn't play last year. Big boost. Moody's a solid player. I also think that Kaminga's a good player. I feel like people also aren't talking enough about how awful Clay Thompson was in the playoffs and they still won the title. Like if Clay is even close to what he was in the past, I'm not sure if he can get back there, but Clay was underratedly terrible for a decent portion of the playoffs and they still Mm. won anyway. I think that if he gets back into form and you have Curry, you have Draymond on a contract year. So maybe he's a little bit motivated to get, to get paid potentially since Golden State paid everyone besides him over the past week and a half. But Wiggins randomly became a really good player. Yeah. And you're looking at all the weapons they have on this team. They're really, really good at a lot of positions. And their one flaw was center. Now they have Wiseman back and Looney had a couple of playoff games going for 20 rebounds. I just think this team is going to be motivated. They'll be ready to roll. I think if you want to talk about a team that could potentially win 60, if this team is motivated, and they actually stay healthy because Curry also missed a couple of weeks last year and Clay missed about half the season. So if they are motivated and they play everybody 70 something games, this team could win 60. I really think they're that talented on paper. I think Steve Curtin coach of the year, 18 to one, maybe worth a shot there. I feel better about Willie green, but I'm going to go with the over because I think this team could be the one seed. I think they could win 60 games. Scott Moonoff made some great points. I'm I'm switching to the over. Kramer, I've seen some people cite this trip to Japan Ooh. and some trend about teams that travel to Asia over the last decade have been like uh, 66% to the under. Uh, so I went deeper. This trip is much much shorter than some of the typical trips over to China. So I'm going to discard that. Here here's the trend. What did we say earlier? About our Toronto team, they just go over every year. Yeah. So what has Steve Kerr done every year that isn't COVID, where their win total was less than sixty? They go over. What have they done the last three times they won the title? They've gone over two out of three the next year. So I'm just I'm just disposing false narratives. Uh, you can tell that pl- probably close to fifty percent of my prep was on the Warriors. <laughs> Golden State, the only the only over. That I think I'll I'll be uh, taking with the team north of fifty. So yeah, I'm, I'm I think the fact no, that they I, have I all these other guys the, that the, aren't the old guys that like remember Weiss remember how he showed out in the no, DJ Madness uh, Sim tournament. Come on, this was back when he was on Memphis, Sean. You remember? This team is loaded. Like this is almost like how did they do this? This is like the the Warriors are what would happen if we got rid of the draft. And so why not just get rid of the draft and stop giving these shitty franchises draft picks? No, and I I kind of had forgotten how like Wiggins progression during the playoffs, and I I feel like I was on Canadian LeBron Wiggins James. Stuff. Remember remember he was comped <laughs> Canadian LeBron James. Uh, last but not least, the uh, win total for the Los Angeles Clippers sitting at a whopping whopping fifty two and a half. I am uh, I'm all over this under. I mean. You know, it, it's like, hey, Kawhi and Paul George, we've had this but, a lot, right? I, I get, and they, 
toss in John Wall there, but I'm I'm looking at these. Last time they won fifty plus games, you got to go back to Doc Rivers and the last year of uh, th- that team they had, or well, kind of the beginning of the end rather. Twenty six, yeah, Lob City, yeah. twenty six to twenty seventeen, where they were fifty one and thirty one. After that, it's been forty two wins, forty eight, forty nine, forty seven, forty two. I mean, I do think Ty Lue is doing a good job coaching them up, but even when they got to the conference finals in twenty twenty. Um, they were still 47 and 25. I mean, that was kind of a weird year too, but uh, yeah, I just don't see how this team's going to win 53 games. Like they're going to be planning for the playoffs. You guys like Paul George and Kawhi, you're going to schedule a decent amount of rest for Munoff. Am I missing something or are you on the over here? This team last year finished up with 42 wins. And that was with Kawhi Leonard missing the entire year and Paul George at playing uh, playing only in 31 games. This roster is probably or not probably, but is the deepest roster I believe in the NBA. When your second unit is projected to be John Wall, Norman Powell, Luke Kennard, Nicholas Batum, and Robert Covington, where you can make an argument could be starters on any other team in the NBA. It start on San Antonio. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they'd start on San Antonio. That's for sure. Um, they, I think this is a team that look, just go out and play basketball. I know the health is an issue for this team, but God, this roster is so deep. I can't ignore, I I can't ignore taking an over on this team. I think this team or Denver is probably going to end up as a number one seed. Ty Lue, one of the better head coaches in the NBA as well. Great in-game adjustment coach which I think is very underrated in the NBA, whatever happens in that locker room at halftime with the Clippers, it's working. I don't know if they're getting strippers or cocaine in there at halftime. <laughs> okay. It's, it's, it's working for them. Strippers um, wouldn't be good. I, I think John wall being right now is going to be in that second unit. I think that's a great ad for them. I know health is an issue for him as well. And a lot of it is for this roster, but when healthy, if they get these guys to play at least 65 games, I think this is a team that can win 55 games at minimum. I'm going to be, I'm going to be square. I mean, I'm going to be, I'm going to be square here. I'm going to take the over with the Clippers at 52 and a half. Yeah. I guess that to me is the when healthy thing. I just don't, I don't see like too much of it has to go right for them to hit that, but you're, there is a shit ton of talent on the team. Uh, Scott, where are you at over under on the Clippers? So Initially, I was leaning over a couple weeks ago because, of course, the Clippers on paper, one of the deepest rosters, they're getting Kawhi back. They have Paul George. Then I thought about it and I realized that Kawhi and Paul George are never healthy. So I'm going to take the under because I feel like there's too many injury concerns, especially for a win total this high. I feel like you're looking at the overall roster, not even first of all, go through the actual numbers for Kawhi and Paul George. So the last three seasons, Paul George has played. 48 games, 54 games, and 31 games. Reminder, there's 82 games in the season. <laughs> and then looking at uh, Kwai, you have his numbers. He played nine games in 2017, 2018, then 60, 57, 52, and then zero last year. So I don't trust either of them to stay healthy for, I'd say, at least 55 <laughs> games. I just don't see that happening. Not to mention even the other good bench players on the team. They also have injury concerns. You're looking at, for example, uh, Norman Powell. He also missed a decent amount of games last year, played 45 games last year. He can't really stay healthy. John Wall's a fun addition. I mean, Houston told him to fuck off for two years. I'm not sure if he has much in the tank <laughs> or not. I don't really know. Kind of weird. But the point is, there's a lot of question marks involving the health of this team. And even though you could argue, well, this team could win without Kwai or Paul George because of the depth. 
The point is, if you're not sure who's going to be healthy for even half the season, there's a lot of things that need to go right. I'm going to go with the under because I do think they could load manage both Paul George and Kawhi throughout the season. And even the bench gets hurt. And there's a lot of good teams in the top of the West. I'm going to go with the under. Oh boy. I mean, it does seem like they win like 70 some odd percent of the games when they play together. They win half the games when they're not playing together. Will we care about seeding? Like if they win 48 games, they're going to be mad. No, they'll be in the playoffs. That's probably like a four seed. I don't think they care. uh, All right. Yeah. I'm I'm on. I was, that was my angle too. It's just the injury. It's the injury stuff combined with the fact that I don't think they're going to be chasing that one seed. Um, like my Denver Nuggets might be. Uh, so yeah, give me the under here. It does make me feel like I am going to have we're, we're going to go back. We're going to undo some history real quick. I'm going to I can't be an island. I got to take the Pelicans over. Even though I'm going to be so angry when when Zion gets hurt and give me that one over. All right, that gives me 5 overs. Perfect. All right. Perfect. So I've I've now given out ni- 19 unders. It, just on It's brand. like your NFL yeah, uh, win totals brand. as well. That's uh, what sharps do, Sean. I know. Sharp is always under. All right. We're going to close things out. Give out our favorite three for our locks. And of course, make sure you check out the NBA gambling podcast. You'll hear Scott, you'll hear moon off Terrell, uh, a whole squad of NBA guys over there. NBA gambling podcast coming at you. Let me go first. Okay. Well, I, I don't want to be stolen from this. Time. All right. Go under friend. San Antonio. Pop told us. Pop told Listen us to ex- pop. exactly what's going on. OKC, come on, perennial scrappers of of stuff under. So two unders in the West and one over. And Sean, I know you love this one. That you you love being high in the mountains. I love being high in the mountains. We love Please, fresh water. You like Coors Light. Delicious. I'll, I'll bleep that out. I'm sorry, they're not paying. Me. Uh, give me the Denver Nuggets <laughs> to go over. Yeah, I'm trying to get different. Uh, I'll take the under on the OK uh, on the Thunder as well. Under on the Portland Trailblazers, oh. I think that's super high, and then over on the Nugs as well. Forty nine and a half is uh, way too low for a team that that really has some chemistry. Scott, what are your what are your three favorite of these Western Conference win totals? So I'm going to start off with Denver as well. I like the over there. Oh, yes. The fact that it only went up one game despite getting their second and third leading scores back, I definitely think is a big boost. I'll take the over there. Uh, besides that, I am going to go back to the. Uh, championship hangover, and I'm going to ignore it because I'm going to take the Warriors over. I just think that team on paper is too talented. They're really just such a good basketball team. I, and if there's one team that could handle a teammate punching another teammate in the face in the league right now, it's probably Golden State. I'm going to go with the over. Uh, and besides that, I have a couple of choices here of what I want to go with. I really do like the Pelicans over, the Trailblazers under, and oh. the Kings over, which mm. I think has some value to it. You know what? I'm going to go with the Kings. That number's what, 32 and a half? Uh, let's see. We picked it at 33 and a half, three and a half. Okay. I still like the over. I think that that number is a bit too low for a veteran team that has no real incentive to tank in a league full of tanking teams. They're just paying too much money to guys to actually actively punt. I think that with a new coach, Brown is a veteran. He'll, he'll try to get something going. I don't know if he's a good coach or not, but I think he's going to get his players to play hard. I'll go with the over on the Kings. I think that number is too low for the talent on the actual roster. Love it. All right. Moon off. Close it out. What are your three favorite win totals for the Western conference? We got to make it a quad lock, right? Yeah. Denver yeah. Nuggets. Nugs over 49 and a half. A uh, quick note on that. They were six and 10 in the division last year and still won 48 games. That's crazy. Yeah. I like them to win um, the division too. Division yeah. specialist, uh, Ryan Kramer. Thank you. 
Pelicans over. Uh, look, I, I love everything about this team. This is my favorite win total of the year. Um, and then I do like Sacramento as well. Like uh, Scott mentioned, I'm going to go with the under on the Spurs. I just think this roster is just atrocious under 22 and a half. Yes. They're good. They're probably going to win 19, 20 yeah. games. Max. I, had, I had 18 in my head for yeah. a number. So yeah. Um, so I'll go with the Spurs under uh, as my third lock. Love it. All right, guys. Thanks for coming on. Make sure you follow Moon off on Twitter at SwartzNerd824. Follow Scott Reichel on Twitter as well at Reichel Radio. Subscribe to the NBA Gambling Podcast. Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean. Stacking the money green, and he is Ryan. Crazy. Pop's going to tank this year. <laughs> Kramer, let it ride. <laughs>